Take Flight with Freebird is a podcast where we interview successful business owners and innovators, disrupting and empowering the beauty industry with their passion and creativity. In every episode, you'll find a mix of inspirational individuals discussing their stories, insights, trends, and their latest tools. Hey guys, it's Cam with Freebird, and I am so excited. My guest today is a great friend of mine and also my personal coach who has really helped me get where I am today. I would love to introduce you to Jake Pereira, is a personal coach and self-development entrepreneur whose work takes him from one-on-one coaching, speaking, and development content. Jake coaches Fortune 5 executives, CEOs of both startups and established companies, and more on how aligning your internal relationships with self can radically change your levels of fulfillment, relationships, and success. Jake has spent his life living the principles he now shares with others, whether it's overcoming severe injuries from to go from a wheelchair to playing sports again, living with the monks in Thailand, completing over 150 solo skydives, finding the woman of his dreams, or earning his first six-figure paycheck by 23. Jake has seen time and time again the power that the internal world has on shaping the world around you. Jake is deeply inspired by his work and is on a mission to bring his approach to living with the world. Sorry, guys, I got all choked up on you. Jake, thank you so much for joining me today. It is such a pleasure to have you. Oh, thank you for having me. I've, I've been looking forward to this conversation and, and was really excited when you asked me to come on. Thank you so much. You are a busy, busy guy. And to take time out of your schedule for me and for Take Flight to share your beautiful story. I am just, I'm so excited. I'm going to try to keep myself together. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm equally excited about it. So no problem at all. How has your day been so far? I mean, it's still pretty early in the day, but how's it been going for you? Yeah, day's been good. I think this this time of year, there's a lot to do in a fairly short amount of time with the holidays. So, you know, I've had a great day so far. Like I said, I've been looking forward to this and wanted to to do the things that I could do to prep for this and make sure that I was prepared to, to have a good conversation with you and, and try to add as much value to you and your listeners as possible. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. So with, especially with self-development, right? Uh-huh. That's a journey in itself. And one, we can take so many routes, but just out of curiosity and people always looking for great ways to be able to start their day. What does starting your day look like? Yeah. So I I try as much as possible to keep some semblance of a morning routine. And with that being said, whenever I talk about a morning routine, I always want to make sure to call out that it's not something I do every single day. And if I miss a day, it's not something I beat myself up about. But if I can generally keep a few things in, in my morning, I tend to feel better and I, I tend to you know, live a little bit better too. So <laughs> for me, the things that I really like to try to incorporate is some sort of movement, whether that's going to the gym and lifting weights or even walking my dog or taking a walk with my girlfriend some sort of movement then some sort of meditation or breath work Mm -hmm. is huge for me whether that takes the form of just sitting in mindfulness style meditation or doing some more active breath work even with exercise and then finally some sort of intention for the day Uh, what are the things that i want to focus on how do i want to show up for the day And, and if i am able to do those things in my morning the day tends to take a much much better shape for sure your day is you definitely feel like you're like oh yeah 
this day's mine. Not, yes. oh, I'm getting worked by this day for sure, exactly. right out the gate. Yeah, and I think with morning routines sometimes, especially when you listen to some of these top, top executives and athletes and performers, it's a pretty common thing to talk about their morning routine. And, Truth. you know, mm-hmm. it's like they run a marathon, write a book, take a company to IPO <laughs> oh all before God. breakfast. I know. It's like, it can be a little bit intimidating. <laughs> it's like, oh, I don't even want to start Self-evaluation is daunting instant. Like, yeah. wow, I got up. Yeah, <laughs> I was yeah, like... I, I got up and I had some coffee. And like, <laughs> that in itself is a celebration too. Yes. So, I mean, if, if you're looking to implement something, I always say keep it simple. If you can just do some sort of movement, some sort of meditation and some sort of intention setting, like you're doing pretty good. Yeah. I love that because, you know, it's so funny you say that on this um, journey of entrepreneurship myself from trade to, you know, founder and CEO, quite the interesting journey. And I seeked out knowledge from the ones who have gone before me and read so many of their books. And one of the things that was so heavily focused on was your time and scheduling, Mm -hmm. which I really appreciate in life because it helps me in like the person I am to stay organized because I'm so spontaneous. I'm so spontaneous, but I'm very organized in my spontaneity. Like, sure. And so I needed to learn this new level of, you know, really taking advantage of my time. And what did that look like? Well, the little bits and how you're saying, like, don't make this big list of like, oh, I'm going to do this every day or it be this thing. Make it this this your goal for your intention of the day to even start the process. Because I always like to share, I get up at 3.30 to 4 every single day. But it took me two years to set the alarm at four. And it doesn't mean I got up at that time. It just means I set it. And then, you know, like a month would pass. I'd snooze it for sure. And then I'd be like, no, 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 no. I'm going to go back to bed till nine. You know, whatever it was. And I don't know what it was, whether it be just pure consistency and compounding of like habits or whatever the form finally started to take shape. And I found value in how you're saying, like putting that good foot forward. I think it's so important that people overlook and how much it can change your day and what you expect instead of starting out feeling like, holy shit, this day has such a to-do list to do. You get to take a step back, check in with self, and make sure you go forward. But we're talking about self as two people who know this journey because it's something we've been in pursuit of. Mm -hmm. Where did journey of self start for you? Like, when did that really come to life for you? What does that, how did that happen? Sure. And as I described the story of coming into self, yeah. you know, it started pretty young for me. You know, I was, I was really young. And when I was thinking about it as a five, six, seven-year-old, I wasn't thinking about it in the context of this is the journey into self. No, yeah. it, was, it was more of how do I make sense of the world around me? And I had a very active mind and, and thought a lot. And so I began there. And, you know, my journey of self, it was paved by some medical adversity, I think is a good way to say it. When I was seven years old, I had to have a heart surgery where my parents surprised me with the heart surgery. They told me I was going to Seattle for a baseball no, game, no. an MLB game. Yeah. And we did go to that game. Oh, but, uh, yeah, I would hope. Yeah. <laughs> it's a both. Yeah, yeah, but the next day, you know, like one more stop before we go home and surprise you're having heart surgery. So there was this moment. I remember it vividly. Again, as a seven-year-old, you're not thinking about I'm, I'm mindful and meditating. This is my journey into self. But there was this, this moment of, okay, I have a choice here to freak out or I can be calm. And realizing that I had that choice was was super powerful for me. Fast forward seven years later, I was in a snowboarding accident where I broke both my legs and fractured my neck and back. And so that created this opportunity for recovery that the path forward was a journey into self because once the 
pain meds stopped working once the surgeries were completed. It was like, I'm left with me and I've got to figure this thing out. Mm -hmm. So the further I went into the journey into self, the more powerful I realized it was and how organizing your internal game can you know, radically change the rest of your life. You know, whatever it is, whether it's your relationships, your professional life, recreation, it really doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. It all starts with that internal game. Agreed. So. Agreed. And I can't, I can't even add there are no words that I can add to this right now because I have always been, I felt like I've always been a very self-aware person sure. and um, someone who always seeks to just learn more and, and find ways to poke holes at myself to be better because I, I value growth. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Excuse me. And so when you and I, you know, came together, it was really beautiful because you were able to address these blind spots that mm -hmm. I had zero, rec I had no idea they existed. Sure. And the journey through that was treacherous <laughs> and like be, yeah. legit for me it was yeah. like there was some hidden stuff that i'm sure. like oh no <laughs> like oh i thought this was done and but the more and more self that had i the closer and closer i got to my true self the happier and happier this alignment began to take shape and it's amazing you're able to look back at your seven-year-old self and be like interesting and also be able to say no, that's what that is mm -hmm. and be able to identify it for yourself because it does look different for all of us. Like, sure. And that's something really important to address and to not downplay is that self that's trying to get your attention in a unique way. Totally. Yeah. It's, you know, first being a student of my own experience and then now spending most of my time being the student of, of not only my own, but other people's too, you start to see these trends and patterns. And mm -hmm. whether you're a seven-year-old or a 70-year-old, yeah. there's a lot of wisdom that's laying dormant in people. Mm -hmm. And so with the work that I try to do it's more of not me telling them what to do as you experience yeah. but more of eliciting and pulling out of the wisdom that's that's in each person really just showing them yeah exactly being a mirror for them a little like yeah. and I know this because you're my mirror yeah, <laughs> you sure. help me see it sure <laughs> totally and you know I'd be weary I'm weary of, of any person that says they have other people completely figured out right yeah and, and I yeah. think that's something to to be conscious of in this space of coaching and personal development Great. is if, if somebody's coming to you and, and saying they've got everything figured out chances are there, there's something that you may not know yet so yeah. you know finding a way to reflect back who you are mm -hmm. you know from another person or from an organization or a course or a platform like Freebird is doing for people mm -hmm. I think is where the true value in this space lies I agree I think that it's really just you know it's hard this, these days we have this incredible tool and advancements and um, you know I, I have these thoughts often which you know because mm -hmm. Jake being my wonderful coach any of my random thoughts go to Jake first <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it. Uh, but one of my random thoughts that I need to to jot down is that you know this life we live is very interesting and intricate and unique, and each of us approach it in such a, a interesting way in our own way because we are limited to the experiences we're in. Correct. Sure. So you have these beautiful humans moving about, and there's this phantom ladder that every person is thinking this is going to be the like answer that once one day i get here it's going to be great and then that's when the moment happens like the burst and it happens differently for everyone is like oh there is no ladder there sure. there is no and you have an option today to be in complete joy and peace by being in self and being where you are and being happy about it and totally. it's amazing to me that we overlook the validation of what knowledge we learn just through life because mm -hmm. if i reflect my life and someone were to ask me for my traditional resume they would look at me as the most underqualified person out there it's the truth and if you look at my life resume 
I'll outlet I'll outdo quite a few, sure. you know, you but absolutely will. but nobody's looking at that. And sure. people feel like they're not their their life experience is not validated because it doesn't meet this phantom ladder. Mm-hmm. And I'm just really hopeful that with the work you're doing and, you know, all of these incredible people who are trying to help people find self, mm-hmm. there will be this like moment the aha moment like you say that last Mm -hmm. stretch of you know they've been trying and they don't you know there's just something in their way but i mean obviously we don't want something tragic or you know right and how do you how do you take that and try to apply that as those people who literally are just trying to get through the day like they have no idea of there being a moment of the aha because they're just trying to pay the bills you know they're just trying to make it they have babes they have whatever obligations because mm-hmm. we all have them mm-hmm. where do you start yeah and very rarely do i get the opportunity to work with people because they come to me and say i want to work on self or i want to go on this journey of self-discovery it's usually no i'm unhappy with my career my relationships in trouble or my finances are in trouble we need to, to get to the other side of this and and the, the journey you know without fail eventually goes back to that place of self-discovery and looking at self and I think that point that you brought up of not being aware of your own individual brilliance is is something that's important. We can get so caught up in the, I need to get to this theoretical it, whatever it is. The phantom ladder. Yeah, the phantom ladder. I'd never heard that before. I I like that quite a bit. The phantom ladder to this phantom mm -hmm. it, right? I'll be happy when scenario. And it's really easy to get caught in that. And, you know, one of the most powerful moments I've ever had in, in coaching was I was working with somebody who, same type of thing. He, he was barely getting through the day. Yeah. And it was a really, really challenging time for him. And, and we're working towards another outcome. But there was a moment where it, it was close to a personal low for him. Mm-hmm. And we just took a moment to stop. And I, I shifted the conversation and I started telling him a story. I asked him if, if I could tell him about somebody that I knew. Mm-hmm. And I started telling a story about a person and listing all the things that they had done, mm-hmm. the, the way that they had lived their life, how they meant to other people. And, and as I go on and go on, he starts to realize that I'm describing him, mm-hmm. right? And by the time I get to the end of, of this list and the story about him, and these were all things that were true. They weren't yeah. stretches by any means. He just starts sobbing because... Not very often in our culture do people take the time to mirror the brilliance and and reflect back to somebody who they really are. And it's easy to forget. Yeah. You know, we're we live in an external seeking world, right? From the time you're a kid, you're you sit down in a classroom and you're told the answers are on the board. They're in Mm. the book, they're from the teacher, they're from your friends, right? At least in my traditional education, I was never told to look within for the answers, right? Neither was I. And that carries carries into the professional world, right? You've got a manager telling you what to do or you've got a landlord telling you what to do or whatever it is, you're, you're seeking, seeking, seeking. And then, then even in the personal development space, there's a there's a danger in always going to the seminars, always reading the books, always doing the things, even like coaching, for example, and then never checking in and reflecting back on, okay, who am I and why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. So to long way of answering mm-hmm. that question of, of where would you start if you're at the point where you're having trouble just getting through the day? And I would take... The first step that I would take is just take an honest look at where you're at, right? Not worse than you are, not better than you are, but just where are you at really? Mm -hmm. And if you need help mirroring that back to yourself, find somebody that you trust and love because, you know, there's always somebody that sees you a little bit better than you see yourself, right? So I think that's a great, I think that's a great point to make right there because we are very harsh critics of the 
the reflection back into self, right? And how others see us. And this is a beautiful moment with Jake and I, because Jake helped me see these things I could not see. And I still don't. I'm still working on, there's some things I can't, and he's helping me with it. But the the fact is, is letting me see myself, it, having the ability, and this is the only reason I say this is because I don't like to project onto others. Like this is my experience through this process. And that is when you get closer to self, it's uncomfortable because there will be things that you realize that were not formed by your own opinions and that you've been living. And there's been these, you know, those little things you hear that you take and you're like, is that your voice or is that your mom mm-hmm. or your husband's or sure. your partner or whoever? Right. Because as humans, that outwardly external seeking, it's that validation of self. Right. We seek the or this my take on it is. The validation of self for me has always been in my work. I identified with my career. And then when my career shifted, that's what kind of woke up inside that I had this problem because without realizing it, I was living really well in what I was loving to do, but not realizing I was living to my full potential because I was living in a safe spot in a, I, I now call it a hiding because it's like, I was really, really doing well, but I was not doing what I can do. Sure. And it was jarring to realize that I spent 11 years like that. Mm-hmm. And, but it, it was just that simple of diving in. Where am I today? Mm-hmm. What can I do? At, but I had you help me with that. And sure. he's so right on just taking that moment of just self-evaluation and having someone you can talk it through. That's the best part of having people to reach out to because my my husband is my best friend and we tell each other everything and there is no communication flaws there but we are individuals sure. and we've always you know we've always given each other growth and room to grow right mm-hmm. but there's still a part of us as humans that it's important that we curate away from one another totally. and him and I are unique in that we can work we can be together 24/7 and it really doesn't bother us not mm-hmm. even the slightest we love it but you also helped me realize that and help him be like, hey, there's a whole nother side of you. You got to dive into, too. You know, sure. so it became this extension, like the pay it forward. But it's that I had to address that I wasn't even that self mm-hmm. to get started. And mm-hmm. starting with self is jarring it is. and really, really take your time, be compassionate sure. and know that it's a daily progress. Like yeah. panic attacks, 48 hours of just legit questioning life choices like it all happens, but be graceful with yourself because you got to start somewhere. Absolutely. Yeah. That, that be graceful and, and being kind with yourself throughout mm-hmm. this process is, is so important because mm-hmm. if you pull back the curtains and you start to look and you're really harsh on yourself and, and criticizing yourself in, in, in a way that's you know, not kind and productive, you can find yourself feeling worse off than when you started, right? There's this awareness now of what's wrong versus that kind of ignorance is Mm -hmm. bliss. But if you can look at those parts of yourself with a sense of curiosity rather than judgment and and start to be a student of your own experience Mm -hmm. versus a harsh critic, right? Love it. I always think about is this idea that if we talked to another person the way we talk to ourselves, I mean, we they wouldn't tolerate it, no. right? And so I think self-talk is such an important part of this this conversation and journey into self too is, yeah. is looking at, okay, how are you having conversations with yourself? You know, would you tolerate that if somebody else came into your life and was yeah. talking about you that way? Yeah. And if the answer is no, then there might be an opportunity to, <laughs> to adjust that, that pattern a bit. Yeah. I mean, it, and what's crazy, it's that simple. Yeah. Like, yeah, none of this stuff is extraordinarily <laughs> complex, <laughs> but it doesn't mean it's easy. No. Right? It, it's, it, it is fairly simple work, mm-hmm. um, but 
it, it can be challenging because what you're doing is you're undoing patterns, right? Yeah. You know, every single day you're telling yourself a story or every single day you're living and approaching life a certain way. And then you get to this inflection point where either you, you, you're aware that you need to make a change or there's even like a subconscious inkling that you need to make a change. You have to undo a lot of old yeah. programming and it can be challenging work. And I think that's where, you know, having a network of people around you or a coach around you is really, really powerful. And even if you're not in the position to go work with a coach one-on-one or another helping professional one-on-one, looking at how you organize your life relationship-wise can mm-hmm. be extraordinarily powerful because, you know, human beings, we, we want to help. We have a genuine care to help each other. But a lot of the times people go to other people that are not, I don't want to say qualified, but they're not living the advice that they're giving, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, would you go to somebody for relationship advice who's had nothing but failed relationships and and refuses to look at why those relationships failed? Or would you go to health advice from a really unhealthy person? (laughs) You know, if you think about it like that, (laughs) no, you wouldn't. Absolutely (laughs) not. No, but (laughs) people do it every single day. So if when you're looking at making these shifts in your life, you know, ask yourself the question of, of, are the people that I'm going to living congruently with what they're sharing about yeah and and that can be a good filter agreed and also too is you know really focusing on your top five Mm -hmm. of influence Mm -hmm. this is something that um you know back to those books and things like that and really just touching on that jake and i both have been on very unique journeys that have have caused us to address self throughout our lives from a young age so for us, this journey is just really in-depth now, and we love to share like what we've learned and how we help each other and um, how Jake's helping me to even dive deeper. But you know, the thing about addressing where you are today and how to really start taking that to the next level can be unnerving because sure. of where you are today, who you have an impact on, and so forth. But one thing for myself I've learned through this journey is you know, really looking at life with a fresh perspective of stop thinking of, you know, this end result and where am I today and how am I making the most impact today Sure, has really allowed me to open up my eyes to just be like, I'm not certain on what's going to happen tomorrow. And no one can be. It's it's just that simple. And living very uniquely to myself is what brings me the most joy. Right. Mm-hmm. But that's been work and work and work. And it's hard. And I have to be very blatantly honest, because I hope all of you hear this and find something inside you that brings you to life, because It is not easy. I mean, I've lost my entire family over it practically. And it is something that the relationships I knew, the life I thought I would have, the career I thought I would have, the um, all of these false or pre-thought ideas that when did those even enter my mind? You know, when did that even happen? And you just when you have that wake up moment, I'm just like, let me really just reevaluate and check self. Like Mm -hmm. if I were to die tomorrow and I always like to do that, I like to I like to reverse it. And so. Um, start with the end of mind for me. Sure. And I want to I want to look back and I would like to read my own story. Sure. Like that's how I like to live is I'm not really concerned about how others view it, see it and, and never have been. But my upbringing caused this unnecessary concern of outward, whatever, whatever it matters mm-hmm. not. But inside this fire burned deeply that sure. it was caged. And mm-hmm. I literally just needed something to help me realize like what was holding me back and it was literally me. <laughs> like yeah. it was me. <laughs> like, and I'm like, well, shit. <laughs> like that's that's not what you want to see. But sure. it was me because I feared outcomes. I feared things that didn't even happen. I feared, you know, I feared, um, you know, what would people think? And then I had to, I had to go deeper, 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 mm-hmm. and just ask myself, why am I concerned? Because in my heart, 
I won't say or do anything that's not out of love. But I also am I fiercely, fiercely determined to keep my top five in alignment with where I'm trying to go. Because I've learned throughout this experience that listening to others or listening to people that, you know, just have very loud opinions, but aren't living the life they so proclaim or, you know, um, they show or, you know, like if they're not eating healthy, why would you take advice from them? You know, that doesn't make sense to me. And so the top five is so important of influence on your life because on the days when you're pushing yourself to your absolute maximum, you will want to back down because it's so much easier to retreat to comfort than it is to grow with pain. And I promise you it is painful and, but I would never do anything different. Like it is so beautiful, but Mm -hmm. having my top, you're in my top five, obviously. Um, And I have just very few, but when I get nervous and, or, you know, I'm starting to question myself. I have, like Jake said with his friend, he goes back through and it reminds because I, sometimes I don't see that in myself and I need someone to remind me. And it's not ego. It's we're human. We need each other to move forward and do not take advice from someone you would not trade places with right then and there. Sure, <laughs> like sure. That's my motto. Like sure. serious. If people are if they've never stood in your arena mm-hmm. and they are loud and they are telling you that you can't do it, that you can't this unless they've stood in your arena. Thank you, Brene Brown. She <laughs> ha- that girl holla. But she she made a great point. She said you know, there's going to be a lot of loud noise. There's mm-hmm. going to, you know, oh, I look a certain way. I'm this, I'm that. She mm-hmm. said, if you're not in my arena, I don't give a darn what you're saying. And think of that fiercely protect yourself because it's only you mm-hmm. and who's around you helps you go where you're going. It's yep. so important. Yeah. You know, and I think that that responsibility to yourself too, or that, that responsibility for your own journey, like you were talking about is so crucial. And that's one thing I like to call out too, is, is, you know, holding that standard for other people too. If, mm-hmm. if, if I like the idea of, of digging in in your corner and and standing really strong with what you know to be true, you have to hold a hundred percent personal responsibility right. on both sides. So just like we hold other people accountable for their actions, we have to hold ourselves accountable for our actions and realize that at the end of the day, you know, we're at the helm here. We're we're yeah. steering our own ship. And if you don't like your situation, then nobody's going to change it nope. for you. And, <laughs> nope. You know, you can blame and, and, you know, I think victim mentality is a really dangerous thing. And, you know, it's complaining a, mentality, yeah, too. complaining victim, you know, yeah. waiting for somebody else to come solve your problems. And I'm this way because of this. And, you know, granted, there's some really challenging scenarios and situations that people have to go through. And Agreed. Yeah. But, you know, there's a book, A Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl, and he wrote it while he was in a concentration camp and he was able to find that joy there. And so, you know, you look to people like that and they're able to find joy and, and meaning yes. and inspiration in an environment that, that is that tragic, yeah. you know, it can be a good reminder of perspective. And also, I think one perspective that um, has been lost on us in when, I'm not sure, but I do think that it's being felt this ripple effect throughout our, our entire country, our world is the human connection mm, and yeah. how beautiful it is. Mm-hmm. And so what's really interesting of how Jake and I even met was another Jake Warner. Yeah. Thank you so much, Jake Warner. I'm such a brat to Jake Warner. So just know that right now. <laughs> <laughs> but I am so great. Excuse me. <laughs> but I am so grateful because Jake was like, Jake Warner was like, you have to meet Jake Pereira. (laughs) I call call him Bubbly because I always screw up his last name. I'm not going to lie. But yeah. But, um, you know, I'm so glad he introduced us because he was right. Like, I was so glad that he knew we needed to meet. And Mm -hmm. 
Um, how, no idea how he did, but he did. Sure. And, um, you know, Jake sat down with me and uh, Van and Derek and we're meeting and we really, all four of us don't know why we're meeting, but sure. we're like, we're told we should meet. I wanted my guys to meet you. I'm like, well, if I should know you, my guys should know you. Sure. And um, it was just really great. And Jake sat down and I remember just being like, I'm not sure I've had this happen a few times in my life where people sit and I'm instantly connected to them. Like, or I feel like, okay, you can't go anywhere now. Like sure. you're now, I, I, I don't know what it is, but yeah, it yeah. was so great. And, um, Jake was so kind to take me under his wing and help me in this entrepreneur journey. And I'm so grateful, but the human connection that forgets forgotten jake has the most beautiful beautiful girlfriend are you are you guys engaged yeah. not engaged i don't want i don't want to do, i don't know what i'm saying <laughs> i want to be appropriate here. I have a beautiful lady in my life okay yes, thank yeah, you sorry yeah, i don't know yeah. what that is <laughs> uh to each their own yeah, and so yeah, uh yeah. i know i don't it's even that way yeah so. i got you <laughs> of course i figured such yeah, i would smack yeah, you if it yeah, wasn't i would smack myself too uh, she's phenomenal amazing. and yes. just i mean I love to take a, a second to to talk about you know we talk about relationships yeah. and top five and people that are close in your life and you know I spend more time with with Joanna than yeah. than really anybody I mean she's she's my partner in life and she's been so supportive I mean when I told her that I wanted to quit my job at Microsoft that checked so many boxes I mean I think a, a lot of people would have said you're crazy but no she was in my corner she she understood on a deep level why it was important to me to do that and rather than questioning that it was just straight to how can I support you I mean she didn't even She's skip so a beat great, dude. and so to have something like that is important right whether it's you know your romantic relationship or a best friend or a family member whatever it is if you can have that yeah. cornerstone that rock in your life that you know regardless if you have the most kick-ass day in the world or just a you know, absolute yeah, day totally. in the dump, right? <laughs> that, that that person's going to be there for you. And then, you know, you can be there for them as well. And so. give you room to grow in that moment. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and, you know, here's another thing to touch on that I think gets overlooked a lot is, um, Derek and I get asked this a lot, us mm-hmm. being together since we were 15. And, um, you know, the thing is, you have to know who you are to in order to really give yourself to someone else. Because if you don't unconditionally love yourself, you, then there's no way to unconditionally love someone else through all the wanes and pains of life. And, you know, that's what's so beautiful about, like, you and I love I'm so glad I got to meet her. I can't wait to see her more. But you and Joanne are so beautiful. Derek and I absolutely love each other. But yours and my friendship is completely unique in itself. And it's a human connection. Mm-hmm. And it's beautiful, but I think people forget to appreciate those moments because there's been these stigmas of having friendships and relationships. Now, it needs to be above reproach. Like, I don't want to just paint this and, like, have someone be like, oh, they said. Like, no, 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 no. Like, Jake and I very much have a healthy respect for each other's relationships and lives, but that doesn't stop us from helping each other as friends, as going on this self-journey. We both have unique skills that can help each other, and we're sharing them. And that's mm-hmm. what's so important to do is – you have people around you that you have a unique set of skills, but you have to learn to love yourself, to share your skills. Sure. So starting with self is so important because before you know it, you'll start seeing yourself a little bit better than you do today. Sure, yeah. I mean, I think you can only have as good a relationship with another person as you have with yourself. I mean, just, just bar none. Yeah. Whether it's business or, again, romantic or friendships or, I mean, whatever it yeah. is, right? If, if you have a relationship that's tensioned with yourself, mm-hmm. whether you realize it yet or not, yeah. that's going to show up in your relationship with other people. And it's I mean, the truth. I look at some of the times where, you know, in a relationship, whatever the context I said or did something that I wasn't proud of, it was 
very rarely because of the other person, Agreed. right? It yeah. was something that I had going on in my world that I was wrestling with and, and I took it out on them and it wasn't fair to them. And, but this is the reality. And mm-hmm. I think that's one of the things to, to call out around this personal development work or, or working to self or, you know, life growth. There's a lot of names for it right yeah. now. It was like, why are we doing it? Mm-hmm. Are we doing it for the sake of the work or are we doing it so that we can go out into our world and be better partners, people, individuals, contributors? And I'm strongly in the camp of doing this type of work so that you can go out and apply it. You that. know, meditation and mindfulness is not the end, right? It's a way of approaching life, you know, being more mindful in, in whatever you're doing, not mindfulness. That's mm-hmm. not the goal, right? Personal development and going to seminars and reading books, that shouldn't be the goal, right? Mm-hmm. The goal should be taking those learnings and going out into the world and and being a better version of yourself because of it. Yeah. And so with relationships and you know all the different relationships in my life, I've worked incredibly hard to go get the skills and yeah. the perspective so that I can be a better better in those relationships and it it, it just makes a disproportionate impact on your life if if you look at any of the things that you could go out and make improvements on that have a impact on your overall quality of your life relationships i mean bar yeah none. oh well 100 percent. and i think it's interesting too <laughs> excuse me talking about you know at a young age you had this curious mind i share this in common with you and um i have a 10 and a nine-year-old and i'm watching these small humans See, Derek and I, which terrifies me. I've already made it very clear I'll pay for their therapy. <laughs> like, <laughs> I swear to you guys, I'm so scared I'm screwing them up every day. But that's just it. So is every other parent. Mm-hmm. We are criticizing ourselves enough. Sure. And that is just an extension of us as a human. I tell my children this all the time. I've been on my own path since the day I was born. Sure. You joined my path. Mm-hmm. You will have your own. But right now you're on mine. So we have to coexist well, and I'll help you get to yours. But the fact is, I so my children are homeschooled, right? And we did that because we travel so much that we didn't want it to be a truancy issue. And then we grew to love it. And the kids grew to And then it just became what it is today. But why I think this is important is I have this mini version to kind of watch. Mm-hmm. And we're very, very... Um, open with our children. We're very honest with our children. We tell them in detail everything. We teach them everything because we believe knowledge and comprehension is far more valuable than telling them no. Like understand what it is, know why, know the full thing, go from there. Like that's how we've taught them since they were little. So I'm watching my children who have no restriction, no judgment, no criticism of who they are. And I remember as a child, and I have nieces and nephews, so I've watched them go through the traditional way of upbringing, which, by the way, I don't know if this is right, by the way. I I would need to preface that because I could find out I was wrong the entire time. But I'm watching my children love who they are, watching my daughter find her voice at 10 and be like, no, this is who I am. I understand my consequences. I just dyed my daughter's hair purple yesterday, (laughs) (laughs) which, by the way, has been something I've been against my entire professional career. I do not like children getting their hair done. It's been a thing for me, but that isn't because of me. That was because of my mom. I wasn't allowed to get my hair done until I was 18. I fully understand now what the repercussions, right? My daughter tells me, mom, I understand you're going to need to bleach my hair, that this potentially will ruin my entire hair shaft, that I will never have my hair back, and that if I have bleach, uh, chemical breakage, then you will cut my hair short. But I can rock a short haircut. So I think I would like to do it if you wouldn't mind taking the time. That was the conversation my 10-year-old. beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Like, and I looked at her and I was like, let's do it. Yeah. And I got to have a moment with my daughter of just pure bliss, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. We go to the store. 
And this woman, so I, my hands were full and McKenna had a bottle of vodka. You guys, this is how like I am in my own world all the time. Okay. I don't think anything of it. I just had my hands full. She was setting it on the counter and a woman literally lost her mind on me. And the cashier was like, how dare you have her grab? And I'm like, what, what happened? Like, I am so like, what are you talking about? She just said, you know what I mean? But then I'm like, oh, 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 come back to world. Like Cameron, Cameron, Cameron. Like, I'm so sorry. Like, I just didn't want to drop it. Right. But then I realized quickly that there's this world that has all of these preconceived. We still have to interact. Right. As Mm -hmm. self-discovery is happening, as children are happening. But we are thrown into the masses. And then we're criticized and judged. So we try to find our little tribes and we then like, okay, maybe this is us. And oh, maybe this is us. And I think if we can really just stop and help our children too and ourselves be like, hold on, what do I want to do today? And be very honest and don't be upset at what that outcome is. We'll start seeing people do things that bring them to life and get them excited. And when people can tap into their passion, only good things happen because it's coming from the place they're the most happy. And when your heart's happy, you, you don't exude anything but happiness. Like, yeah, totally. I, my mom is a a kindergarten teacher and one of my favorite favorite (laughs) things to do is go spend time in her classroom Mm -hmm. because those kids, I mean, they, they know what they want to do with their lives, you know, then they've got this fire and this passion and, you know, their energy is so, so pure. And then something happens when they go out into the world and and most people lose that. And then this journey takes them back to the the place where they have the fire. It's almost like a pause. Like like you're scared to really show yourself because my daughter, for instance, right? Like, if you walk in her room right now, she has anime. We none of us have watched anime. Sure. You know, like that's yeah. not a thing. And and I and I of course I'm like, what the heck is that? You know, like it's sure. not my jam. But I'm like, she is exploring. Like, oh, yeah. And it's beautiful because it intrigues her in some way. But she communicates it. And same with my son, who's mm-hmm. like, why would I do it that way when there's a better way? And I'm like, that's a great point. And I have no problem addressing that. He's nine. Sure. They There's no reason not to. Why is knowledge and wisdom limited to a number of age? Like experience and talking to them. Like I think one of the greatest things that we've done with our kids because we had to was they just had to kind of roll with us because mm-hmm. we've traveled across the country and it's allowed them to kind of find themselves as people, I think, young like sure. we did, you yeah, know, yeah, like yeah. kind of starting to realize like there's a little bit more. Yeah. But it's a detriment because they can't interact with the normal world. It it really is. I mean, they don't know how to act with kids their age. They Mm -hmm. don't know how to, but they don't want to. They want to be with adults. Mm -hmm. They want to have conversation, but which then leaves me to know humans just want to interact. Yeah, humans just want to connect. And there's another great lesson from from children. And you know, oh gosh, they're the best teachers. Yeah, it's like for for anybody that's listening, and, and this is you know, part of my own journey into finding what I really like to do professionally, you know, having that moment is like thinking back to when I was a kid, right? And that's a great place to start if you're in life and you're not quite sure what path you want to take forward. It's like, what did you want to be when you were a little kid, right? And it's like for me, for when I was a little kid, I wanted really badly to be a professional baseball player. But when I look back on it, the the reasons I wanted to be a professional baseball player was there was the, you know, learning about fitness. There was learning about techniques and strategies and like how to play the game essentially. Sure, and then sure. getting to work on a team and be surrounded by people. And so a collaborative effort. Yeah, a collaborative yeah, effort. Yeah. <laughs> and like constantly refining your skills and yeah. helping other people on your team. So there's so many parallels to what I'm doing now 
like no, I'm you not a professional baseball player. Yeah. But like as a kid, I knew that I wanted to be a lifelong learner and have lifelong development and work with other people to help them get their best result in whatever life game that they're playing. And so if you think back to what you wanted to be when you were a kid, like start to think about why, you know, mm-hmm. maybe you wanted to be a firefighter. Okay, well, why did you want to be that? Mm-hmm. Well, maybe you want to help people, mm-hmm. save people. And, you know, very rarely is it you know the exact totally. thing but there there's usually trends and parallels there so that's a simple exercise that can be really really helpful yeah that is a fun one too yeah. because you really can just kind of strip it down in different yeah. ways too because if you allow yourself to view it very compassionately sure you know one thing i love is <clears throat> there's always always these little like one-liners that stick with me you mm-hmm. know and it's like um find your light shine it on your path and create your own unique way like mm-hmm. something like that mm-hmm. right um but the fact of the matter is when you do these exercises and you go into self and the compassion component of it, you really just need to allow yourself to learn because I think why children stand to be one of the greatest opportunities for adults to learn is they simply aren't jaded. They simply have the ability to allow for the magical to happen. And I think that's one of the greatest things they do. And if we can slow down as people who have the responsibilities and the criticism, like, I st- and also I'm going to say something really quick to all of you parents out there like who are just trying to make it and having people who like to share their opinion on you and everything like I'm a very confident person in my skill sets and how I choose to live life. So this lady yesterday sharing her thoughts with me really didn't bother me. But what did is why does it bother me? Why is she on my mind? And this is a great point And I'm going to use it because this ha- this can help you as you're diving into self is. When things really keep coming up in your mind, ask yourself 360 why. The feelings, the um, why are you upset? What are you feeling? What what did you feel then? So forth. And for me, it was right then and there I can address now is there's so many people who are just being unnecessarily criticized for no reason. Sure. That wasn't affecting them. McKenna was not drinking that bottle. You know what I mean? Like there, this was a completely innocent situation that could have gone without and we could have all three enjoyed our interaction but it turned tense because of an unnecessary criticism. And it's like, how many of us are unnecessarily criticizing one another when we really just need to, and we're unnecessarily criticizing ourselves. Mm -hmm. Embrace how you've gotten where you are today and be compassionate to move forward so that you can really come to life in what you want to do. And when you find that, don't be ashamed of it. Just chase it. No no degree needed. You've already lived it. Right. You're the expert. Yeah. You're the expert of yourself. Absolutely. You're expert on your own experience. You're, you know, expert on the path forward. It doesn't mean you shouldn't surround yourself with the right resources and ecosystem to make it happen. But, you know, claiming that this is what I want to do and, and going out and doing it is. Well, speaking of going out and doing it, and I think like, uh, I don't even know the story and I'm so excited to hear this. Sure. Thailand. Like, yeah. I mean, that is, I that is seriously a bucket list of mine to live in a monastery because that complete silence is mm-hmm. just, Jesse Itzler completely inspired me to yeah. like mastery and mm-hmm. taking time and being right where you are. How did that, tell me about that journey. Yeah. So that was a really neat opportunity. It was right after college. I had the chance or I created the chance, I guess, to, to go do some solo travel. So I, I got rid of almost all of my things and packed up in a backpack and bought a one-way ticket to Thailand. Oh, and the plan was to work all the way around the globe. So heading east essentially until I got back west. And it was an amazing, amazing journey overall. And, and one of the stops that I made and it was a result of 
kind of the Eastern philosophy of living really resonating with, with me was Thailand. And Thailand was an amazing, amazing part of the trip. And it was one of the, the longest times I was in a single spot. And it included, you know, going into the monastery and, and staying with the monks and learning meditation practices directly from these people that have devoted their entire life to meditating and understanding self. And they were the most calm and compassionate and kind people that mm-hmm. I've ever come across you know, as a whole and the presence that they had when you sat down with them, because most of the time it was silent, like 90% of the time was silent, but there was a little bit of time for instruction and then having conversation with some of these monks and the way that they could sit across from you in the lotus position, you know, with a complete stillness and presence and and focus on the conversation at hand and their mind wasn't running about what they were going to say next, but just that presence was incredible. Mm -hmm. And so that experience was, was really, really impactful for me. And it was part of the continuation of of, of this journey to better understand who I am. And that's what that kind of whole trip was about for me was taking time to ask the questions of who am I and what do I want my life to be about? So you were, you were flying solo at this point, right? Flying solo. Yep. Yep. And so you, how long were you in the monastery? So I was in there for five days. Oh, nice. Yeah, five days of, of silence is, you know, day one, it's kind of like, okay, this is... This interesting. <laughs> interesting. And kind of, you know, day <laughs> two, me. day three, depending on, you know, how your mind works, you start to settle in. And, you know, it's a relaxing environment and it's a calm environment, but because it's so calm and because there's not a lot there, there's a lot of space for your mind, right? So a lot of, a lot of opportunity for thought. Now, with the monastery and meditating, you know, I was really happy that I went there and did that and Mm -hmm. I learned a ton but my philosophy still is that you know we go and do those types of things so that we can be calm in the chaos right you go into the monastery you take an interruption of your pattern of life to go do something like Mm -hmm. that so you can come back into your life and you know use those skills that you learned so ton of meditation practice while I was in the monastery but for me the true test was coming back into the the chaos of a city like Bangkok or New York City or you know these really fast moving environments where it's not a monastery and can you maintain that cultivated mindfulness and sense of calm in that environment I think that was the true test and it's an ongoing Oh, it's a daily. Yeah. Yeah. It's a daily, uh, you know, and that's something that it can be practiced in a lot of ways, too, is like it's a it for sure is a daily growth of like, okay, patience and, you know, addressing where you need to start and where you can, you know, work on. And um, one of the courses I've taken, Cotivation, they talked about a buffer period. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, I love that because. Um, you know, just giving yourself a buffer period and that way when you're driving or not as stressed or, you know, in these things. And it sounds so simple, but if you think about it, life just moves too fast that we don't get to think about the simple things anymore. And it is taking that time to make your life more efficient and what you're doing so that you can calm down because totally. your interactions are so much more peaceful with people yeah. when um, a great example of this, because it's one an example of how I practice it. We were at a very important um, meeting, the team and I, and of an investor, right? And we were all a little nervous, of course, so we're just a little jittery. And one of the drinks spills, kind of gets on the document, you know? <laughs> and I'm like, yep, yep. And like, there was a part of my life I would have lost my shit, like legit, because I'm a very organized, I like things in a, a certain way. And it was just like, oh, no, you know, it was like, and I could feel that inside. It wasn't me having to think about it and make myself be calm because that's the process to get there. You have to address that you're really frustrated and feel the frustration, but then realize 
in a few moments, that's really not going to matter. And it's not worth jolting your hard work of calmness. You know, mm -hmm. just remind yourself that like how you at seven, you had that moment of and that is powerful to sure. be like, I have a moment right here to be either really calm down or take flight and freak out. Sure. And that even taking I have found to be successful for myself on this day, day to day, because I sometimes will get so caught up in work or kids or life that I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's eight o'clock at night. Mm -hmm. Like, what have I done to help myself? Because this is a practice. This is a um, you have to do this every day mm -hmm. because um, even if it's just in your mind, sure. even if it's just being thoughtful for yourself, because it's so important to put you in that moment every day. Yeah, and just like the morning routine conversation we were having yeah. earlier too, it's like you don't have to fly to Thailand and spend five nope. days in a monastery with the monks, right? I mean, if you can find a single moment to take a breath That's today, right. like that is meditation, that is mindfulness. One of my favorite quotes is that between any event or any stimulus there and the response there is a space. And in that space between the stimulus and response or, or something happening and your reaction, that space is where the opportunity is to make a different decision. Mm -hmm. And then making that different decision is what's going to change your life, right? Agreed. So just mm -hmm. like when you're in that really important meeting with an yeah. investor and that drink spilled, yep. <laughs> right? There was a moment between that drink spilling yep. and your reaction. Yeah. And if you would have reacted and been up in flames, totally. that investor probably would have been like, if she can't handle yeah. a drink spilling, yeah. how is she going to handle my money? Yes. Right? But you had that moment yep. of, of calm, so you're able to completely change the trajectory yes. based on that space, yes. right? So if you can give yourself that space, whether it's a couple breaths, you know, if you're driving home from work and you had a stressful day at work and you go straight in from that stressful day of work into your home and you take that stress out on, on your partner or your kids or whatever it is, that has a huge impact on your life. Yeah. Now, a lot of people say they don't have time for meditation. Okay, that's fine. Mm -hmm. But you do have time for five deep breaths before you that's walk exactly in the door, right? right? I mean, exactly right. everybody has time for that. The time time excuse there just doesn't work. So if you can take a few deep breaths before you yeah. go into your next activity, whether it's going from a client to going home or meeting to meeting or a tense you know, activity to something else. Just give yourself a few deep breaths. Yeah. That's all it takes. You just got to kind of come back to self. And mm -hmm. I think also too, what that will help you realize is you, a really good point here, kind of combining a few things we've talked about here and something that I, I definitely didn't take uh, or I took for granted for too long was reflection. And with the career and path I've chosen, so much happens in 24 hours that simply you you learn to um, respond, right? So you are just going through the day and that's work, which all of us do, right? Sure. But then you find that, oh, wait a minute, I may just be responding to everything. Mm -hmm. And then you find that, oh, hey, not only am I responding to things that I'm just doing things because now I'm tempering outcomes, right? Like, oh, I don't, I don't want to have a bad outcome, so I'm going to just keep doing this. And before you know it, you find yourself just responding to life and not living life. Sure. And that's where the big like moment comes of like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? You know. Sure. And I think for everybody, it can look so incredibly different. And this journey is so intricate and detailed. And but what I love about the monastery approach and things is. Because the world feels so big. Sure. And I say this to my kids all the time is when the world feels big, make it small. Mm -hmm. Just start right where you are mm -hmm. and just be really proud of that because mm -hmm. you're alive. And that's cool. And that's all that should matter right now. And then when you can accept that, then go ahead and move on to the next thing that you need to address. But right now, oh, yeah. life is simply too big. So yeah. 
just go just come right back down like no nothing in life is meant to bloom year round like take a break take a breather and be okay to know that it's all right just reflect and be proud and then take a deep breath oh this one's always one of my favorites to share I heard it one time and it was, we uh, we have regenerative cells of 50,000 cells every second or something like that. And you can either infuse those with positive energy or you can infuse them with negative with based off of your thoughts because we are inner, we're humans, we're energy, we're all of these beautiful things that make us what we are. But are we going to infuse it with positive or negative? And I love that sure. because sometimes I'm like, oh, no, 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 I'm going to sit here for a minute. Like I'm going to, yes, I am going to infuse it with negative because I'm pissed. Yeah. And, then, and then at the exact same time, I'm humbled to remember... All right, I'm going to just get off my little pride boat here for a second sure. and I'm going to infuse it with positive because that space is much more happy for me to reflect and be like, you know what? I may have messed up at that meeting today, but I did it. Like, mm-hmm. and that is something to be proud of. Oh, absolutely. It yes. is. And I love that you give yourself that space too to be a little bit upset. I think that's a another thing that can be lost in this positivity, personal development mm. movement is like, you should never feel bad. No, you know it's it's just not realistic. And by trying to never feel and trying to to never go to that place of darkness, it's just temporary, right? You're gonna bottle up emotions, yeah. and then something small is gonna be the straw that breaks the camel's back, right? So, yeah. you know, giving yourself that time, but giving yourself the appropriate amount of time. Mm-hmm. You know, if you have a tough tough thing happen in your life, you know, give yourself the time you need to move through that and let that energy pass through you, but mm-hmm. don't dwell on it. Yeah. You know, there's people that are upset today because of something that happened, you know, a week ago or six months ago or mm. 10 decade ago Decades. or when they were a kid. And it's just like, you can't. Well, and what they blow it up to be, if sure. that's not the truth. Mm-hmm. Like I had a harsh reality that we'll talk about off air, but sure. when I found out something <laughs> that impacted my childhood mm-hmm. over and over and over again, from my parents mm-hmm. that was this big, yep. small. I mean, what, but I had been told my entire life was this event that happened all of the time that led to my outcome of a child. Sure. Then to find out it was once. Yeah. I lost it. Oh, yeah. You know, it was that, wait a minute, wait a minute. And it's okay to be upset. It's okay to be mad. It's okay to see yourself and realize that, what you see, not a lot of people will like, mm-hmm. but that's why you have to love yourself because it's only you. Sure. It's only you. And you're the expert of yourself and who you bring into your life. If you don't know who you are, then you're not going to know who to who to be with. Sure. You're not going to know who supports your soul and your vision and your dreams because you're not sure yourself. Oh, yeah. Totally. You got to start. Yeah, if, if you don't know, then chances are somebody else is going to define that for you. Good call, yeah. You know, whether that's, mm-hmm. you know, your close relationship, really well-intentioned people can define your reality for you if you don't know. Or, mm-hmm. you know, I see a lot of people get swallowed by the corporate environment. And, you know, I spent... You There's know, that phantom I, ladder. Well, I spent a good chunk of time there. And I'm definitely not one of those people that says, like, only entrepreneurship or only oh, corporate. No. I mean, I think it just really depends on what you're looking for. And... You know, I watched it happen with me, happen with people that I worked with. Is if you're not sure of the direction that you want to take your career or your life, they're going to decide for you. Yeah. And it's well intentioned. Yes, of course it is. I had so many career development conversations where I had a, a manager, a director who really, really cared about me, and he, he or she, he or she would come to me and ask, "Okay, where do you want to go? Like, what do you want to do while mm-hmm. you're while you're here?" And I didn't have a good answer for them, so yeah. I would make something up, or you know, or you're like, like, "That, that sounds, sounds good." good. <laughs> like sales sounds nice. Yeah, like, yep, yep. And you know, them being really amazing people, wanting to help, would put me in these opportunities to do exactly what I told 
told him I wanted to do, yeah. right? Because you were figuring it out too. I was figuring it out yes. too. And so rather than, you know, my journey into this space was less about finding it and more about having the courage to have that honest conversation. Like, this is what I actually want to do, mm-hmm. you know, regardless of, of the chances of, of failure, regardless of what other people are going to think. Like, this is what I want to do. Now, how do I chart the path forward? Right. But that was there was lots of moments of me not being sure. So really well-intentioned, good, caring people yes. were helping me create another path forward. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's the nice thing about you know, going into an organization versus doing the kind of solopreneurship thing Mm -hmm. is you do have that support mechanism. And so it can be used as a really, really good way to, to build that around you. But if you're on your own or doing an entrepreneurship type thing or, or solo journey, you, you have to really make the effort to surround yourself with, with the right support network. Well, and also too, is, you know, that really comes back to self Mm -hmm. because, You know, just really, I always say it's calling a a spade a spade, right? Define your why and you'll define your way is something that really hangs with me right now. It's a good quote for me because um, it just helps me go back. You know, anytime I lose sight or maybe I'm questioning something, I like, I always like to have revolving quotes. Sure. They they resonate with me differently in the time I need them. And so um, as is everything in life with me. And that's just what I've come, I've never been one that, it had to be hard, fast one way or another because I'll learn new information, right? And I, I need to apply that. But if you don't know self, then you can't know, do I need to be my own boss or do I need sure. to work here? And mm-hmm. like for me, it was easy quickly in my industry for the last 11 years of beauty. I knew no one was going to ask me to work harder than myself. Sure. And my why was not driven by money totally, or by a boss, right? right. So you would never get me to do anything by those two things sure. because my why was people. Yeah. I love interaction of people, but it took me a while to learn. That's what was my driving force until someone was kind enough to ask me, what do you love to do? And it started this deeper self journey. Mm-hmm. And um, as a mom, and there's so many of you out there listening that are parents that you're like, you guys, how am I going to do this? I have been a mom since I was 18 years old, and I have had my children 24-7 since that moment, and I love it with all of my heart. But to find time for personal journey and self, sure. it is tricky, and it's been one of the hardest things and one of the things Jake's helped me with the most was making me make time for myself because totally. I couldn't do it. I was so guilty, and it was not my spouse. Like. That is one thing to touch on with how important people are in your life. Derek and I were both very broken human or humans when we were um, when we met, but we didn't know that we were fifteen. You know, we were young. We we can look back now and understand that there was just this compassion we had for one another as other living beings. That at our core, we knew the other one was kind, and that's all that either of us cared about. Whatever else came was kind of secondary. It's like what job he did, didn't care. What Did he go to school? Don't care. Like none of that ever mattered to either of us. Mm-hmm. And so it allowed for us to have this space. Reflecting now and knowing what I do and being able to see other relationships and so forth, the fact that I have him, he's given me space to have self-reflection and let me come out swinging at him and sure. be upset at him and him be my greatest muse of inspiration to be a better human because he has allowed me to grow and never, ever did he try to cage me. And when I wanted to move to L.A. to go pursue that, he quit his job to watch our children. Like then when I wanted to go do a nonprofit in the Dominican Republic, went to the Dominican for nine days by myself as he was home with our six and five year old at the time. And 
No doubt. He was like, do it. Do not stop. And when Freebird was up on the table of what do I do? How do I pursue this of self in my journey to be what I think I can be and want to be because I want to help people. And that's always been my why. Mm -hmm. But I'm a mom. I have these other obligations. I have this list of to do's that doesn't even come close to Freebird. And then where do I put self? And what Jake has allowed me to do, and I hope that you guys can take and really just look, because none of us, we can't know for you. All we are <laughs> is simply a reflection for you to be like, all right, clearly they it works for them, but it's because we know us. And you have to really look at yourself and be like, this is my life today. Maybe in a week I'd like to see me add this in. Be sure. gentle to yourself. Be kind. Give yourself, you know, and be proud of small victories. Like, if you didn't eat that piece of cake, girl, good for you. You yeah, know, like, seriously. Serious. Yeah, like, seriously. I mean, the small wins build so much momentum. And if you're constantly beating beating yourself up. And, and you get there when you get there. Legit, for, I think, for two years, I was eating myself into depression. Like, because I weight has always been something of, like, my mood, right? Like, women, I think, in general, we tend, or he, he, maybe everybody, I don't know. But for myself, for sure, I when my weight fluctuates, it's like the key indicator that I now know to pay attention to. Like something's off that I'm trying to mask. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not as active. I find myself retreating. You know, these are these warning signs. My, my subconscious like, Hey, Mm -hmm. Hey, you're something's not right. And another one that is, I get panic attacks out of nowhere. I've never had that before. And for a stretch of time, I was getting them severely to where I would lose my eyesight, lose my hearing. It was terrifying. Mm-hmm. And you and I met right about this time. Yeah. And that was what I needed someone to help me because everything essentially on the outward surface, and that's the isn't that the double-edged sword, right? Like everything's moving beautifully and it really is. And there's a there's a vast majority of my heart that is so full I can barely see straight. But I'm still this little girl inside growing and looking for someone else to figure this out. But but then you realize, wait a minute, I'm that person now. You know, <laughs> there's still that component of all of us, just this really small portion like, oh, we're here today. Like, mm-hmm. and that is scary and it's okay, but be gentle and look at the people around you that maybe it's not your spouse or partner or how, whoever it is, but be yourself and yeah. be okay with that and look for people who encourage that because it's beautiful. Yeah. It's absolutely beautiful. Oh, it really is. It really is. I mean, that's, you spend so much more time in the journey to the destination than you do at the destination mm-hmm. itself. And I mean, there's so many days where I don't have no clue what I'm doing and I'm scared and I'm fearful, but if I can just take a step back and see that as a, a reminder, it's like, Hey, you're doing something meaningful. You're on the yeah. right path here. You were not fulfilled and happy when it was safe collect the paycheck every two weeks like you were you were on the right path and trusting that and building your environment around you so that you can trust that you know finding the right leverage points finding the reason why you're doing it i mean i love that we're talking about parents here some of my my clients that have made the the most improvements and the most you know the biggest strides in their lives who they've started to see their kids as the reason why they're doing this i mean I want my kid to see me growing up, you know, kicking ass yeah. and being happy yes. and looking at life this way. Yes. And then that bumps themselves up to the top of the list is like, no, it's not that I'm putting myself necessarily before my kid and being a bad parent. It's I'm putting myself first so that I can be a phenomenal parent for yeah. my kid so that my kid can see somebody growing up this way because kids are sponges, right? Yes. What they watch, they will have tendencies to become. Yes. So if you can set that vision and reality for your kid, I mean. Well, and I'm telling you, it's, it's amazing because you're so right. The reason I look at my daughter as, um, 
so I've had a friend that came into my life a few years back. Uh, her name is Ashley. And um, we met just by chance. You know, my mother-in-law was actually friends with her. Very cool situation and really cool human. But this is something that I didn't really learn to appreciate until recent. And that is when you find people that come into your life that you're just simply like entranced by something, but you're not certainly sure on what it is. I truly believe it's your soul's recognition of a quality that you possess or you want to possess in yourself that you're just not aware of yet because you're looking at yourself too closely. And this sweet friend of mine like you where you came in, you're like, hey, Cam, you have a blind spot right here. And I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, shit. Like, all right, cool, cool, cool. Like, uh, this sucks. <laughs> you know, like, cool. Okay. <laughs> well, for hers, when she came in, she had no idea. I had no idea. But it was incredibly jarring, just simply as now. But talk about beautiful timing was here's this fiercely independent woman who has two boys. She was married for a very long time, but she now is a lesbian, divorced from here. And not, none of that matters to me, just so you know, but it's important to note because she fiercely always pursued herself. Mm -hmm. And I love that. And I didn't care what it was. I don't care if she was, whatever her scenario, that's just it. And But what I watched her do was no matter how many haters she had, no matter how uncomfortable it was, she tapped into herself and was like, I may not be well liked, but I'm super, super stoked with who I am. And there was something so alluring to me about that. And I was like, you must be in my life for the rest of my life. You know, like I'm like, yeah. you are here now because you need to help me find this to help other people find this. Sure. And we are best friends to this day. And she is the godmother to my my children. Like she, it means so much to me. But then I had another woman come into my life, Lindsay Hopper, who was our last podcast. She, here's this dynamo of a woman just killing it. Went from eye doctor to network marketing, being a multimillionaire, like brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. And her husband, an anesthesiologist, these two people, kind to the core, good humans, but still very successful. So for me, it was like, this is possible because what I didn't realize was I identified success with evil, like oh, totally. not good, yeah. right? Yeah. And to be successful because that that's, was that. It was associated. And I'm like, no, no, no. But why I say this is because the people around you that you see, like, it's okay to get excited about something they do because ask yourself, where could you apply it? Mm -hmm. Is that something that maybe you know is inside you, but... Maybe someone hasn't reminded you for a while and your sweet subconscious is like, hey, you're a badass. You just kind of <laughs> forgot, you yeah, know, take like note of this. Yeah. You yeah. kind of forgot. Just yeah. wake up, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, it's so important because I look at my daughter and it took me a really long time to find my voice. And I look at her and my son and I say, the sooner you can be happy with who you are, you will be happy the rest of your life. Yeah. It took me too long. It will take you your own time. But. Do not ever be quiet, even to me. Tell me, fiercely say what you mean to say and don't stop, even if you think it's going to hurt me because you're not speaking your truth if you're tempering what you're saying to me. I'm your first introduction to the world. I'm gonna be the nicest, the rest won't. Right. So don't be, don't be not direct right now. Mm -hmm. Communicate what you really mean and then that helps your subconscious wake you up a little bit more because you're not as fearful because we're only fearful because we don't know what we're gonna get, Yeah. you know? The minute my nine-year-old says to me, I'm going to let you know right now, you're really pissing me off, mom. <laughs> but I think this is also my fault because I didn't do my part. And I'm like, it's not your fault. You're learning. You're nine. <laughs> but you also are on my, in my life. And <laughs> baby, I got a schedule. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you mess with it, you're going to get me a little riled up. And it's just honest. And it, be honest with yourself and find that because I'm telling you, it's freeing. There's no rule book to this life. There's no, and how people live, please don't criticize them. 
everyone is just trying to make it be kind to them because you'll be surprised what you get back. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's amazing. Absolutely is. Mister, I tell you what, we could drop truth bombs all day <laughs> on things that we've learned in the most painful of ways. No, certainly. And yeah, I mean, the people listening have their own truth bombs too. And, oh, and that's, yes. that's what's been so cool about being in this space is, and just life in general, right? It doesn't matter if you're in the coaching space or you're working no. with people professionally in, in this way, but you know, everybody you come across has some extraordinary lesson to share with you, right? Mm -hmm. And it's the second you cut yourself off from that, that life becomes a, a lot more boring. And the, the, I know this, or I know that, or this person has no idea thing. Yeah. It's like, it can be dangerous too. Cause just like we've learned a lot from our journeys, people listening on this have learned so much from their journeys yeah. and the people that they come across have learned so much on their journeys. And if you can just get really, really curious about, you know, how these people's perspectives could have an impact on your life for mm -hmm. like just trade judgment in for a day. Totally. For, for one single day, start to count the times that you're judging another person and trade that in for curiosity mm -hmm. and watch your whole world change. Yeah. I mean, it's just so many people have things that you would have no idea they went through or yeah. experienced. And it could be the exact thing you need to unlock that path to take you where you want to go. It's true. That we miss out on because of judgment, right? It, it's a constant, it's a discipline, yeah. really. It really is. You know, I have to bring this up, talk about kids, because here comes another truth mom from my daughter. Mm -hmm. She goes, Mom, you know that saying that says, those who have the most beautiful eyes have cried the most tears. Those who have the most beautiful smile have seen the most pain and those who have the most kind heart and i'm like actually i don't really know it but i get where you're going you know sure. i was like i've never heard that before but you know roll on kid you know, wise kids <laughs> yeah it's super fun because you're like oh independence and then you're like oh wait. oh wait i'm on the other end of that <laughs> like yeah, that yeah, means yeah. i have to t i have to deal with the independence and Remember, I'm their mom, not their master. Mm -hmm. And I am here to help them understand what human interaction should look like. And I mess up every day. And I'm far more grateful when people give me kindness than when someone reminds me how stupid that decision was. Because <laughs> I promise, already thought about it 110 times that sure. I was so stupid. I need someone else to tell me that, hey, that was a human moment. Move on. Like, yeah. oh, yeah. Oh, fuck. Human moment. Like, serious. That is why I like to cuss. That is why I like to do those things because it reminds me I am human. Sure. And I need to be me wherever I am. And no matter who listens, that's just me, right? Yeah. I mean, if you're ever worried about being yourself, just remember that people are way too busy judging themselves. Totally. And they are to judge you, right? Yeah. <laughs> and they're just looking for someone else to fall so they can be yeah. like, oh, good. Oh, it's not me take, alone. I can take the spotlight off myself for a totally. second, right? I mean, it's just... Yeah, My we, we are our own harshest <laughs> critics. There's yeah. no doubt about that. Yeah. She says this and she's like, mom, is that true? And I said, I'm going to say, yeah. I said, yeah. you know why, sis, is because when people, you have an opportunity every moment. Everyone does. Life's going to throw you something. And your job is to do one thing. You can only control how you respond. Sure. You cannot control how other people respond. You cannot control anything in life, not even yourself, nor what happens to you. But how you can is your response and your mm -hmm. reaction. So- People who have experienced those things and you find oh, yeah. out later on, but they yeah. still smile big mm -hmm. is because they learned. They yeah. stopped in that moment. They allowed themselves the time to grieve, to mourn, to grow, to experience what that that horrible situation or growth opportunity brought into their lives. And they stood up and said, well, that was interesting and moved right on because it simply does not define tomorrow. The the path, the wisdom from our, our past is simply so much easier to see from, or excuse me, yeah, the wisdom we get from today is from the mistakes of our past. And oh, totally. it's so easy to look back and be like, oh, darn it, you know? Yeah, I should have made that choice. Oh yeah, I haven't. 
blah, 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 blah. But you know what? It's so easy to because you've learned. Yeah, absolutely. Just keep learning moving forward. Remember that each 24 hours that you are awake, you have an opportunity to learn. And don't be discouraged if that when you wake up the next day, your life doesn't look the same way. And that you and also couples out there, listen clearly. Let your people grow. Love them. If you went into any relationship with this expectation of a person, you were poorly mistaken. Derek and I have been together 14 years. We look nothing like the people we did the moment we met. But we are the same humans inside of like kindness and love. And that kept us together. But everything else looks nothing the same. Yeah. And if we didn't allow each other to have that room for growth and also the pursuit to, to get to know each other over and over and over, it wouldn't work. No. And you have to let people grow. Stop putting people in boxes. They're, they're not, there's no predetermined outcome. These people are just responding. Yeah. So are you. Mm-hmm. Be kind. Yeah, be kind. Yeah, there's a, I, one of the mentors in my life, he has just continued to drop, you know, truth bomb after truth. I mean, he's one of the wisest human beings that I've I ever love that. come across, right? And he, <laughs> yes. he's one of those people that when you meet him, you're just blown away by his presence and, he, he Miyagi's you. Yeah, he, d- he really does. And, and <laughs> I he, say that about you, by the way. I'm like, he Miyagi'd me. He didn't even yeah, say anything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah his, name, his name is David, and, and he is an amazing human being. And he said a couple of things to me. You know, one was in the context of relationships and, and about how, as a partner, it's our job to not make somebody or turn somebody into who we want them to be, but rather to give them and allow them to spa- the space to be their most authentic selves yes. and then meet them where they're at, yes. celebrate them and, and help them live in that. Because if you don't over a, a year, five years, a decade, multiple decades, and, and you're not providing that for a person, they're going to start to resent you consciously totally. or subconsciously. There is nothing that makes a human being resent another person or environment more than if it's impeding the essence of who they are. Yep. So, you know, and being, trying to shape. Yeah, trying to shape trying to them. shape. And if yeah. you don't get that from your partner, then I mean, that's tough. You spend a lot of time with your partner. You know what? I'll give you guys a real vulnerable one here because it's when I do my self-reflection, it's not always nice because I find my, my points where I'm like, oh, wow, I'm a really awful human sometimes. And truth. And and I say that for myself to address it. Like, it's okay. I need to know these things so I can work forward. But for there was a span of time that I was having panic attacks every day. And we're talking like multiple. And I would just, I would be on the floor 90% of my day trying to just get up, but I was in so much pain I couldn't. And Derek would just lay there with me, not say a word, just be there. And he knew that, and I couldn't be touched because I felt like I was suffocating and I couldn't move. And it's, if anyone has those, my heart goes out to you. I don't wish it on my worst enemy, but he would sit there. And so then fast forward, I'm back. My wings are full. Like I, my, he protected me enough to allow me to heal what was going on inside, even though I couldn't verbalize it to him. Mm -hmm. He just saw me crashing, but he knew how somehow to just be calm and patient with me, to Mm -hmm. giving me this space to grow. And and we've never had this conversation. So he will only hear this when he hears this back, (laughs) which is true to form for my poor ball and chain. (laughs) And, you know, here I am laying on the ground and he is this incredible athlete and skateboarder and, and snowboarder and whatnot. And he loves it for his hobbies. And He's in pain a lot because he does all of these things. And he was griping about his ankle or something. And I'm like, oh, my God, shut up. Like In my brain, serious, okay? And we have a running joke in our house that, like, if something is a consistent issue that I'm going to just assume it's bothering you, so don't tell me. Like, it's a joke, but it's serious. Like, he has tinnitus, so his ears ring all the time. Yeah. And he used to be like, oh, man, my ears are ringing. And it was like 
a year of saying that. And I was like, bruh, they're just going to keep ringing, you know, like, but it's a joke. We love each other. That's just how we play. But in that moment of the ankle, it was not the tinnitus thing. Like, that's just, we have to make fun of it because it's awful. He has ringing in his ears 24 seven. Like, it's terrible. But his ankle was hurting. And I realized my first response was simply not mirroring his kindness. Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't have the first thought to rub his foot, which he would have for me. I didn't have the first thought to go get ibuprofen, which he would have for me. And I was like, okay, Cameron, this is a really great opportunity to realize that maybe you need to work on some of this compassion area because I will provide. That's my love language. You know, like I will I will provide for you, make sure everything is perfect, right? But this the touchy feely stuff is not necessarily but that's him. Sure. Right. And so it was a good opportunity for me to realize that I in this way can show to him what he's done for me so many times. Mm-hmm. And even in 14 years, I still had room to grow. You know, like and that was this week, like legit. And he still has this ankle problem. He has two braces on right now. Like legit. And we if we can all just take a moment to realize that we should probably do some self evaluation in our relationships and yeah. selves, you know? Like yeah. on on this journey to self, look how we're impacting those around us. Totally. You know? One of my dear dear friends, he has a tremendous impact on my life. He always says that um, his partner is his spiritual practice. Right? Oh I mean, my that's gosh! Like, yes, you know, it's, it's just such an op- it's a, an opportunity, and you can see it as a yeah. mirror, right? It's like well, how whatever you see or is irritating you in this this person is probably something going on internally, right? Well, and or, also this person is like decided to do life with me. Sure. What does <laughs> that look like cool. for them? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like this person is like, I'm gonna hitch my giddy up to this one. Like, sure. But what does that giddy up look like? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It, it, what am I just this prized jewel he's supposed to have you know what I'm saying like what we're married so like I'm now this prized jewel but what about like me going back and giving to him like mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying like and it can be defined so differently because Derek hasn't been traditionally working for the last three years right mm-hmm. like that's but that would be looked at as negative to some people but he was helping us in so many other beautiful ways oh, that totally. weren't deemed successful right and it's like we have free bird today because of those moments like yeah the second you i really personally believe that the second you start like tallying and and adding up scores right you're doomed oh i love that you're absolutely doomed and you know if there's a lack of respect for what the other person's bringing to the relationship i mean that's that's a big danger sign and just transactional love in in general can be really really dangerous Agreed. because you know if you're doing something for another person because you expect that person to do something for you in return chances oh are your expectations are not going to be met and then you're going to be disappointed and then you're going to resent them versus or they'll do it yeah, and or, they'll keep doing it until well, then, the point that they absolutely hate you yeah, and they hate they'll, the ground. Then That's they'll right. resent you. And so, you know, if you can look at it rather from a place of, you know, how can I constantly be obsessed with meeting this person's needs and how do I continue to bring joy into their life without expecting anything in return? I have to throw this in for sure because I think this, you know, the parenting component because for the people who choose that journey in life of adding yeah. children, it is tricky to learn it's how much to. much more complex. It really does. And you know, something Derek, Derek and I have always been really great about communicating, very raw and honest. We don't care. We'll blow up. We we really don't. And I think it makes people uncomfortable sometimes. We just don't care because we have to get through it. And it's our way. And <laughs> the other day, we're really trying to work on how we communicate to our children. We're in mm-hmm. this very tricky time to where our minds are so full. We're so busy. We have this limited time and we blow up. Right. Like it's just quick. And we're looking at each other, like trying to support each other through this because we all have, both of us have these different pressures at different times. And then the kids come into play and our son can be a bit challenging. And so 
we freak out on him a lot. And both of us are really frustrated with that. And then that frustrates the other one because Derek doesn't want me frustrated. I don't want Derek frustrated. And Logan's pissing us off, you know? And so it's like we try to protect each other with our own children. And then we retreat and look at each other. And it's in that moment I realize Derek and I have this where we stop and realize parenting sucks. Like it just sucks. It really does. And it's okay to say that's one another and then walk back out and be like, Oh my gosh, I love these little bastards so much. You know, it's that moment you have to give each other because you're still a human raising small humans and you're going to lose it. And you're trying to protect the other people. But I think parents put too much pressure on one another to be a certain way. Like for their kids. Yeah. Yeah. Like, or expect a parent to be a parent a certain way. Like, yeah. Derek and I parent probably very differently the most. And please don't take any of our parenting tips. Please, <laughs> please. <laughs> but, um, having that moment together, I, I don't ever worry what happens with our children because sure. I know him and I can connect and be like, I'm really sorry. He's like, Cameron, I'm so sorry. I freaked out. I just don't want you upset. And I was like, I get upset when you yell at them. And then I get nervous, you know, and he's like, we're doing this to each other. And I'm like, we're doing this to each other. And we had that moment to be like, we got to stop that. Like that doesn't work. But yeah. I know so many people who don't have that conversation. No, they don't. And, you know, I'm not a parent, but one of the things that is one of my favorite areas to coach in, one of the things that I'm really, really so passionate impactful. about is not parenting per se, but relationships. Mm -hmm. yep. And, you know, part of yep. getting to the point of, you know, it was seeking so that I could have these skills and tools in my own relationship yeah. and then getting to the place where I could share and coach other people too. But part of that process was going out and interviewing a lot of couples that yeah. had been together for 10, 20, 30. I mean, there's one couple I talked to that had been together for 65 years. Oh my goodness. And the common thread among other things with all those people, if there was children, was that they always put each other first. first. It was interesting. And it wasn't something you're taught or you hear popular in our culture is it's normally the kids are first, the kids are first, the kids are first, but then you lose touch with your partner. And, and, and without fail, these people said, you know, my husband or my wife is the most important yes. thing. And then the children come after that. Yes. And it allowed them to stay together and create a unified front, which is what the children need. And they were better parents because of it. Yes. But that philosophical, just a slight tweak. It is. Right? A slight tweak. Because I know a lot of people that I work with, they feel that they're not getting the attention from their spouse because that attention is going to the children. And then they're in turn not as good of a parent to the children. And well, and also being okay with and... your partner's approach to life and sure. parenting. Yeah. Like whether or not you ever have kids, because I mean, Jake is working with people who have both, you know, or mm -hmm. if you do have kids, the fact of the matter is be okay with how that person approaches life. Mm -hmm. And the parenting's not going to look the same. The life approach isn't going to be the same. That's when you have to come back to self and ask where are your deal breakers? Because before you start down the journey of parenting, I highly recommend you know your deal breakers. Sure. Hard no's. Mm -hmm. The ones that, you know, you just know if that person shares those qualities, that probably won't go well. Because totally. the sooner you address that, the sooner you will have, you know, more positive outcomes in your oh, interactions yeah. with life in general at that point. This is such a good transition into intention yes. around things. You know, I'm really passionate about this idea of intention, especially in relationships, right? Because, you know, we'll plan our vacations, we'll plan the build of our house, we'll plan our careers out. But 
how rarely is intention in the conversation of relationships okay. both in when you're if you're single and you're looking for a partner like have you taken the time to really think what am i really after in this relationship what do i really need out of this relationship or if you are together with somebody what's your intention like mm-hmm. for one of the most powerful exercises you can do with your your partner is a yearly planning exercise I love that, and yeah. break down the different categories of your life i mean everything from sexuality to career yep. to your friends to your kids if you have them to finances and have a conversation about these these categories don't leave it to chance no don't leave it to chance no and and writing things down is so powerful i mean that intentional component right there it's it's progress with intention not perfection Mm -hmm. just keep moving Mm -hmm. and as long as you're moving towards something that brings you value I mean, how beautiful is that? And what more do you want? That is success. Mm-hmm. That is success. And redefining what success is for you, I think, is so important. Yeah. As we said, we can go on for this forever. And so I think to healthily wrap it up, sure. just to make sure that we can help these people no matter where they are, wherever mm-hmm. they're starting. I am going to totally drop a little uh, spoiler here for Mr. Jake. <laughs> but... I have the privilege to sit across from this man every single week and soak up his beautiful knowledge. But in 2020, be prepared because Jake is going to be making a little bit broader. We're not sure what that looks like yet, but I'm so excited to see. I've been listening to his vision come to life and just know that Jake loves to help everyone. And Mm -hmm. so please reach out to him and just get to know him. And as he rounds out his 2020 vision of what that's going to look like, it will be very exciting. But from public speaking events to, you know, maybe a little bit more coaching on a scalable version for him. I don't know, but yeah, we'll see exactly how it folds out. But you know, this, the first phase of this has been, you know, first, you know, getting my own stuff figured out. Right. And then had the opportunity to work with a lot of amazing people one-on-one and then seeing how this work can impact people. The question yeah. of how do you bring it to more people? Cause sure. you know, I can't sit down with more than no. 15 to 20 people. I just, I don't have the capacity. So starting to look for, I mean, I've been putting out a lot more content on YouTube. I've, you guys I mean, have to check out his videos. We love it. We've been geeking out hard. I was <laughs> like, talk about studying for this. I'm like, Oh, people just need to find you. I Jay. appreciate that. I appreciate that. So yeah, I mean, next year, possibly bringing a little bit more, you know one to many type stuff so very cool and a lot of that's based on feedback i'm getting from people so if you have thoughts on on what it would look like to get some of this type of stuff outside of the one-on-one coaching setting i'd love to hear from you absolutely well and also too um you guys leave some comments on like what helps you on your self you know um discovery process and journey because you my husband shared a really great point with both jake and i just yes Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah he and Derek is always my muse with this because we couldn't be more opposite in our approach on our personalities. Very reserved, introverted Derek. Then you have me who never shuts up, extroverted, you know? (laughs) And so this poor man, sometimes I look at him, I'm like, am I talking too much? Like, I swear. He's like, no, you're fine. But, um, he was like, I don't know if I would want the one-on-one like talking to someone Mm because that's very intimate for him. But watching your videos alone was so, he's like, I really like that. Like, I feel like I can kind of take that on now and think about that. Mm-hmm. And how cool was that to hear? I mean, you were helping someone just looking up your videos. Yeah, that was such a good illustration, too, of like we're, we can never see the whole picture ourselves, yeah. right? Like I had never thought about the fact that there's a lot of folks that sitting down one-on-one and sharing is just it's not where they're at right now. It may now. be intimidating. Yeah, yeah, so how do you meet those people where they're at? Well, you right. give them work that they can do on their own. At right? their time, at, at their, their pace. At their time, wherever they're at in their you life. You get there right? when you get there. Don't mm-hmm. rush yourself. Like. Mm-hmm. Don't rush yourself. It took me three years to get here today to sit in front of a mic, to sit in front of a camera, to even have Freebird come to life. 
three years mm-hmm. of self-discovery. Jake, however long, you know, wherever that moment Still really- trying to figure it yeah, out. Yeah, I mean, this is where- <laughs> yeah, wait, it's so an it, ongoing thing, right? It's, it's the truth. And my mom always says, the second you think you've got it figured out, life presents something new. And I love it, it's that. A, it's a good reminder too of just, it, it, it is not a- is not necessarily a destination, no. right? You mean enjoy this process, yes. right? Yes. The, the time preference thing of instant gratification versus you're in it for the long haul yeah. is something that I, I really encourage people to look at because yeah, you know, and also the thing. present moment, like mm-hmm. that. Even even just breaking this down into its simplest of forms of us sitting here together, both of us very busy people going about, and I, but not once has my to do list crossed my mind. No soaking up this information, really enjoying this human-to-human moment, and hoping that others can find opportunities for their own unique human-to-human moment. Because you very much could share my husband's who, you know, he, so Derek, it's always been this, you know, one or two people, that's it. And he doesn't like to share himself with very many more. He's a very private person, and he's so kind, but that works for him. And find yours, what works for you. Like, Derek likes to read. He likes to research. He likes to do those things. He finds value that way for him to find self. Whatever it is, just start. Just start and be proud of yourself because everything you've experienced up until now has allowed you to be here. Mm-hmm. And it, your life. You have endless opportunities ahead of you, but do what makes you happy. And I know for me, uh, through my journey, reading has been a huge impact for me. Do you have any books that you would like to share that you're like, oh, yeah, these are kind of my go-tos or anything like that? Yeah, I, I think there's a couple that I can recommend. If if you're on a journey or you're thinking about setting up on a new path, I really like The Alchemist. That's a okay, really, 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 really good book. And then... As far as spirituality goes, The Untethered Soul by Michael mm, Singer is a okay. phenomenal one. And that goes into a lot of, you know, self-talk and your relationship with self. And Amazon card, <laughs> like yeah, it I mean, right now. <laughs> yeah, and there's, there is so, so many good, I mean, there's no shortage of resources right now. So yep. whatever the modality of preference or however you like to learn, you know, whether it's reading, videos. Yeah coursework seminars. one of my favorites is the four agreements yeah i love one. that one quick read mm-hmm. easy Simple. yep and it's like i always forget them which is beautiful because then it makes me go back i'm like okay right now i need to read it again mm-hmm. i can't remember but it's it's just a great reminder because a lot of times we're pulled to evaluate self in a certain way mm-hmm. but when you can have those corner principles of like wait a minute uh that none of that is me uh, yeah. let me go right back down to the four cores mm-hmm. and I think if you can do that with these different books, resources, hearing people and surrounding yourself with people like Jake, and even if that's not a coach yet, wherever it is, it matters not. But I promise you, don't do this journey alone because I'm someone who loves people and seeks people, but I've been hiding and I needed Jake to help me find that next part of myself. And I would have been devastated if I missed it just because someone didn't have the kindness and the love to love me unconditionally to say, no matter how long it takes, you can find it out with me. I'll yep. be right here. And he did. And that's exactly what we did together. But look for your people. Yeah. Whoever people. it is. Whoever. Yeah. Jake's mine. And that's why I get to share him yeah. with you. Yeah. Jake, thank you so much oh, for being here. Thank you for having here. me. And yeah, I'm excited to, to keep being a part of this journey with you. Oh, yes, for sure. And you guys definitely pay attention to him. Jake, how can they find you online? Best spots to find me online right now are my website and mm-hmm. YouTube. Both of those are Jake Pereira. That, Go ahead and spell yeah. your last name because <laughs> yeah. I yeah, probably so, ruined uh, it yeah. for him. Jake, Jake spelled J-A-K-E and then Pereira is P-E-R-E-I-R-A. Yeah, and you guys can, you know how well that went the first yeah, couple times yeah. for me. 
<laughs> yeah, so regular content there and, cool. and send me a message. I love to connect with people because, like I said, I, I have a sense of what I think is impactful, but I'm not foolish enough to think that yeah. I know. So I'm constantly iterating and getting feedback from people on what's most important to them. So well, I'd love and I'm to gonna, hear from you. I'm going to tell you right now, as someone who can give an honest testimonial to him, you've heard me sing his praises this entire time, and I continue, will continue because the last 11 years I have been around many, many, many people. And... Um, there's not a lot of times I've meet people that love me enough to just let me be me without wanting something from me. And that was you is I, it was 100% you were here for me, not, you didn't need anything from me. And that was really cool because for me, that's what I didn't realize I didn't have was everyone in my support system up until you was, well, in a couple other Javon, my sweet Javon, um, a few that have come into my life recently that only wanted me to be okay, you know, sure. but didn't want anything from me. And that was the most beautiful thing. Like, Hey, thanks for loving me to like, Oh, okay. Cause there's always going to be this innate sense for me with Derek to take care of him too. Cause sure. I love him sure. with all of my heart, but to have an outward, someone look at me differently mm-hmm. like you did and give me the space to grow. I'm telling you, you guys, if, if you have the opportunity, you're not taking my spot. So (laughs) I'm like, he's mine on these times. But, um, the thing is find someone please, because, and if you can work with Jake, you would be totally privileged no matter where you are and just keep going because I was hiding for three years and Jake helped me come to the surface and speak my truth fiercely. And what's your truth? Speak it and reach out to Jake if you need help reach out to me if you need help. Please, you're not alone in this. And I will connect you directly to him. I have his personal number. Yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of stuck with me now. I told oh, you. Happily, happily. <laughs> and I cannot wait to be with Joanna more. I just, yes. gosh, she's a doll, but. She is. Yes, maybe we'll have to have her on here one time she too. Would be, she's ha- Boss she has babe. an amazing story herself. So, and I won't. Oh, how fun would that be? I won't be? steal her thunder, but she would be, yeah. Oh, I got to bring her on. Yeah. Oh yeah, because I mean, this girl, I can't wait to get to know her, but she has a beautiful story as well. Just yeah. the little bit you've shared with me yeah i mean talk about somebody who is has found power on the other side of some challenging situations and is flourishing and And kind and very kind i'm telling you talk about that presence right that's something you have to and something to know about jake that you may not get to know virtually about you is the calming i'm a very high energy person and i really value when i find people who can calm me because I'm, I'm just, I operate in that higher energy space. Sure. Derek's always been that for me is that like he'll yeah, kind of. Derek's very calming. Oh yeah, my gosh. Calming. Such a great, and he is to the core that person. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> you get him fired up though. It goes all right yeah, the other sure. way. And of course. Right. But that's the thing is he helps me so well with that. You as well. Jake's a very calming person and Joanna's sweet personality. Mm-hmm. Even it's electric. Like. I'm so grateful that you have her and that you have a beautiful partner for yeah, this man. thing called life. Yeah, this thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? Thing. I mean, I, I can only hope that it is as successful as you both want it to be and thank as you. long as, and I hope to have her on. But yeah. thank you so yeah, much. Yeah, thank you, Cam. appreciate it. All right, we'll have to bring you back on. But guys, Anytime. this has been Take Flight with Freebird. And thank you guys so much for listening. And please comment. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out. Thank you. All righty. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>